Queers, your weekly queer horror short roundup, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we're talking a short film that lives up to its classification as a short film. <laughs> yeah, when I sent this to you, I did mention that we are starting to run out of the short shorts, so we should probably enjoy a three-minute short <laughs> until we have to start digging into some of those 20-minute ones. Yeah, so we're talking Daisy, everybody, and it is three minutes long. It's also pretty disturbing. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I could not find much information about this. I couldn't find any interviews with director Camille Dunn. And there was one write up, which was basically a plot synopsis and a general overall feeling about it. So I do think that this is one of those shorts that's kind of gone under the under the radar. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems is that the name of this short is really challenging. Like if you even put in Daisy short, 2017 like five other ones come up yeah i can't imagine how that that's probably the case i mean again uh because uh, am i remember, remembering this correctly Did, what it it's part it's not just a short that was released in festivals right like this was part of crypt tv monster universe <laughs> yeah i'm not sure crypt tv is on par with alter which is the other short mm. horror series that seems to be very popular on youtube but i get the impression that this idea of monster within like hashtag monster within was a recurring film classification or maybe uh, a way that they were encouraging filmmakers to make shorts and then they captured them together but right yeah it's uh definitely presented here under this monster universe banner well their youtube channel has three almost three and a half million subscribers so that's good for them um but yeah i mean despite like all those subscribers though this this view, this short does have over three hundred thousand views so that's pretty good for i mean again a queer horror short yeah, so uh, as always, the log lines for these shorts is quite short. So the description of the short is a young couple moves into an apartment previously occupied by a religious cult. What horrors remain in these halls? Uh, okay, so I didn't even read the log line before I watched it. I just watched it because I was like, three minutes, go. I, I got the impression that it was like, okay, someone lived in the house before and it was a lesbian whose father was like a preacher or really religious and, you know, mm -hmm. did the stuff to his daughter, like cut her tongue out, sewed her eyes shut, whatever. Um, I'm sorry, pulled her eyes out and then sewed them shut. <laughs> Correct. <Yes. laughs> to like cleanse her of like the gay demon that was inside of her or whatever. That seems to be the common reading. Yeah, so when you look at it, I don't think the cult aspect is actually very clear. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the film starts very abruptly with these flashes of violence, but it's over before it even begins. And then we're just spending time in the present with these two lesbians who are moving into this new house and they're so excited. And then we kind of flash back and get a little bit more insight into what happened. But the cult aspect, doesn't come through no i very much thought it was just like a father or even father figure or i mean even just a reverend with no relation i don't even know because we don't even really get a good view of what happened in the past and we also don't know what time period that was set in 
Correct. Yeah, the the implication seems to be that the house is haunted by these spirits, but it the clothing in the flashbacks looks older, and obviously the lesbians who have moved in, it seems to be contemporary. But uh, to, bri- to provide you with context, the cast list says that it is Daisy and then Dad, so... Uh, it's it could be oh. still a preacher or a reverend, but it is a family relationship. So this yeah. is violence enacted by a father onto a daughter. And so then what we have, though, is we have essentially the ghost of Daisy who is enacting the same punishment on these two lesbians, an interracial mm-hmm. couple, mind you, yeah. um, uh, that, that, that she underwent. And I do wonder, I mean, again, it's a three minute short. We don't we can't really. It yeah, we can only speculate. <laughs> right. But I do wonder if it's like, okay, is this something that happens in this house? Like, is it a haunted house? So she just does this to everyone that comes in? Yeah, or, is it murder house? Yeah. Or, or is it like, oh, no, it's just because these two women are lesbians and she, mm. that, that triggers her. And that's what sets off her punishment. Yeah. And I think you can read it either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the darker one for us as queer folks is the idea that she... A potentially closeted lesbian or maybe a lesbian who was living in a closeted household would enact the same kind of violence afflicted on her onto someone else which is like oof that's a little heavier well yeah i mean it could also go into some internalized homophobia and like you know obviously if you're queer and you're growing up in a religious household you know you're told you're wrong sorry so i started reading the velvet rage after our cruising episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm getting a lot of that into my brain right now so it's all like in my head (laughs) oh dear but you've gone rogue haven't you a little bit no but like you know being told that you're wrong or the way you're the way you are the way you exist is inherently corrupt or Mm -hmm. not right it's it takes a toll on you and so i mean i do wish that there this short actually was longer so we could delve into more of like what's going on here um i do love the effects and the gore and all that like oh yeah really really good (laughs) yeah well even the editing right like there's a a really like a split second shot of an eye being plucked out and it's just Mm -hmm. like ooh, i turned away from the screen yeah uh as always we've got that old stalwart which is fingers being pulled out as somebody gets dragged across a floor oh no the fingernails yes you're correct (laughs) oh sorry fingernails yes not whole fingers no and that was a really good effect too Hmm. Yeah, uh, this is one of those things where I, my own inherent bias against shorts comes into play where I think, oh, well, you know, there's not a lot of buzz around this short. I don't know who this director is. And then you go into it thinking it's probably not going to be that good. Or if there is gore, they're going to have to be very strategic because it's probably not going to look great. And then you get this and it's like, oh, this is ooey gooey goodness. Yes. So on that note, then, um, would you like to see this as a feature film? So I'll admit that this short would have benefited from more fleshing out in terms Mm -hmm. of the backstory. Like I actually really like these two lesbians, Alma and Jasmine, and I would have loved to learn more about them, but I was less interested in the idea of a cult that persecutes women. Like that just feels a little too familiar. So I like the idea of lesbians moving into a new home and being haunted and having to deal with that, but less so the kind of religious violent storyline. I agree with that 100%. And I do think it would be kind of cool if it's like, yeah, like, just let it be a father figure or even a preacher father figure that did this to Daisy. And not a whole blown cult. No cult. No, I don't need I don't need a cult. Like, I just need like, you know, the pain inflicted on Daisy and how being like growing up in a religious household as a queer woman 
like affected her and like all, i know i've been making this comparison a lot maybe i don't know what i just did it on recently but it, um it felt it, do something kind of gr- grudgy with it. oh it was Candyman 2 actually mm-hmm. um which came out earlier this week where it's like okay maybe because i don't like the idea of it's like oh she's a ghost lesbian who's now inflicting the, the pain that was put upon her onto other lesbians for being lesbians mm-hmm. i almost would rather it be like a grudge type thing where it's like oh it's like the embodiment of the homophobia that her father held against her that is like manifested in the form of her like you know not not scarred body but like like mutilated body mm-hmm. in the form of her mutilated body to like then like basically carry out his wishes almost so it's where like really the father's the bad guy in the in the thing in, in the end i don't know right so you want gay grudge is what you're saying kind of yeah i mean i'd watch it <laughs> <laughs> and they can market it with but, that tagline but you know make it like an 80 minute movie don't have like the weird timeline shit where we're going back and forth all over actually well you could i, I would like the timeline shift i actually thought that was really effective particularly when we were seeing the violence and it was like who's doing what to whom i like that yeah no i i agree i mean again i think that's the benefit of a short film being so short is that mm-hmm. you can open it up so much so yeah. it's really up to us to speculate oh, what, what could you do with what's essentially really a premise <laughs> Yeah, this is a starting point, and the the directions you could take it in are kind of unlimited. Yeah. Well, listeners, let us know what you thought of Daisy. Um, do, do you Would you see this as a feature film? Do you think it's filmed really well like we do? I don't know. Give us p- Penny for your... Daisy for your thoughts. Aww. <laughs> but on that note, I think we can cross out Daisy. Yes, and cross out Micro Queers. <laughs> Disgusting Podcast Network, home of creepy, disturbing, and terrifying creepy pastas, SCP archives, weekly full cast storytelling, Sephora queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and the Boo Crew. Horror-centric interviews. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com/podcasts. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 